Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Lombardo, your host today and always. Uh, if you caught my last episode, you realized and heard that I have a book out. I'm sorry, I'm going to do this plug for a little bit because I'm excited about it. If you haven't gotten a chance, check it out. Tomorrow's Leader, How the Best Leaders Get Better in a Fast-Changing World is now available on Amazon. Immediate download or pre-order and you will get your hardcover book as soon as they are available in, well, it depends on when you listen to this. It may already be available. Um, okay, enough about that. Let me get into today's topic. Uh, this is a great topic that I know applies to 90, I'm going to say 95% of leaders out there. And uh, you've all seen this. If you've been on a team, you've seen this. If you've been not even in a formal leadership role, you will know what I'm talking about when I share this story or this example. And it has to do with a team or an organization that has somebody in that organization that is a disruptor. And I'm not talking about in a positive way because there is positive disruption. But I'm talking about somebody that is actually bringing the organization down Maybe they are a, um, you know, just an egomaniac. Maybe they are prima donna. Maybe they are uh, just a cancer in the organization. And we all have been in organizations where there is one person that tends to bring that place down. Now, here's what I will challenge you as a leader with is when you are the leader or you have been in that situation as a leader, and sometimes you might bring in somebody who's super talented and they're very uh, able to get results, but they it's not what they do, it's how they do it. Maybe they go about it in the wrong way. So I'll give you an example. I Years ago, I remember bringing into the organization uh, somebody who was very, very talented, very uh, great track record, very much of a doer, and I love people like that. But this person, when I brought them into the organization, I realized pretty quickly that it was really all about them. And it was not about helping other people. It was not about the team. Uh, This person really was about himself and wanted to uh, rise up and climb the ladder. Um, and not just because of his own results, but in light of other people's lack of results. Um, and what happened was this person, you know, what I was drawn to with this person was their ability to get results. I felt we had a really good connection when they came into the organization. They came in because I had shared really clearly what the vision is and they wanted to be a part of that. But somewhere along the line, they thought that their way to be a part of that vision was by their own singular 
stellar performance. And part of that personality style was they needed a lot of recognition and a tremendous amount of, you know, spotlight and the attention and feeling important and accomplishments and everything like that, which is great. But here's the problem. What I did, and the title of this is, are you leading versus letting? I was not leading this individual. Somewhere along the line, I actually just, I let this person continue to be who they were, despite the fact that I knew that they were having a negative impact on the overall organization. They were doing very well, but in the process of that, they were stepping on people, bumping into people, pulling people down, breaking up teamwork and collaboration, creating drama, creating negativity, creating this sense of an unsafe environment. And here's the really bad part about it. I knew it. I could see it. And somewhere in my mind, I made the decision that this person's results were high enough that there was some leeway to allow that to happen. And I actually wanted some level of... um, I guess, competitiveness, or I wanted that person to really drive everybody else. But the way that they were doing it was totally disruptive to the organization. Now you see this on sports teams. You see players that come in and they are a great player, but they end up breaking apart the team because of either their ego or their attitude or their mindset or whatever it is. And ultimately there's a difference. It's not just a team that gets great players on the team or one great player. It's the leader, the coach, who figures out a way how to bring that team together. So my, my point with this is I had an opportunity with this person. And I what I should have done, and I guarantee this would have changed, dramatically changed the outcome. Because I we did have a good relationship. And I know this person came in with great intents, uh, uh, intentions. rather. What I should have done is grab this person and said specifically, hey, here's what I want you to do as part of this team. Here's what I know you can do as part of this team. And here's why I brought you here. But it's not just about the what, it's about the how. And let me be really specific with some of the things I'm seeing that tell me that you're not understanding what I'm really looking for. So when you are you know, making derogatory comments and throwing other people under the bus, It's breaking down the trust in this organization. So when you're in a leadership meeting and you're tearing apart other leaders that aren't even in the room to defend themselves, it's creating this feeling of distrust and animosity and resentfulness. The team is starting to break apart. When you are ultimately spreading rumors or you're saying stuff, uh, ultimately it's creating this feeling of distrust. And I know that that is not, or I believe that's not your intent. And my belief is that you don't even realize that's happening. But I need to let you know that I'm not okay with that. And when you do that, it makes me feel like you're not on my team and you're not rowing the boat in the same direction. And I really, really want you to. I want you to, feel, I want you to be a part of this place, the victory and the success. I don't want you to contribute to it's destruction because despite your great results, it will. And that's why I'm concerned and that's why I'm having this conversation. I guarantee if I had that conversation early enough that this person's behavior and attitude would have totally changed. And I look back, it was, was a period of time in my career 
where I just, it was a mistake that I made. And this person could have gone on to great, great heights, but I let them be too much of what they were. And I needed to ultimately help them become a a better version of themselves. And they could have, they had the intent, they had the desire. They ultimately just lacked direction and leadership from me. That's on me. Okay. It's a little bit on them, but it's on me as a leader because I didn't address it. I see coaches of sports teams, parents. How many times do you see where there's a prima donna on the team? And why does the coach not do something? Why when they're when they say, I've dealt with coaches that say, if you don't show up to practice, you're not playing in the game. Okay, which I think is great. Listen, you're part of the team, you're showing up to practices. But then when so and so, who's a star player, decides not to show up, they still play. Okay, why? You are now if it's different if you said, hey, listen, if you are an A player, I'm okay with you skipping practice. But you didn't. I and as a as a as a coach, you're turning a blind eye and losing respect of the team and losing respect of the parents when you have a player who's not abiding by the philosophies or the principles of the of the team. And the guidelines and everything and everything that you've said. Why not address it? Why not pull that person aside? So I, I find that more times than not, it's not a leader's inability or uh, unknowing, a lack of knowing of how to address it or what to say. Sometimes it is, but it's a choice of not doing. It's just easier not to say anything. Let me just let it be. Maybe it'll self-correct. Maybe this person will kind of wake up and realize the destruction that they're causing. Maybe their teammates will say something to them. It'll get through them. Guess what? Not going to happen. You are the leader. It is your responsibility to do that. So my call to action for you from today's podcast is just, you know what I'm talking about. You know that person that you need. And it might be a kid. It might be your son or daughter. There's a conversation that needs to take place. Let them know how you feel. Let them know and point out specific observations. Hey, I've got to bring this to your attention. When you said this on that call, Here's what that did. Here's what how it made other people feel. I don't think you intended that, but here's the ripple effect of what you just did or said. And I don't think that you're out to not be in alignment and not row the boat in the same direction, but that makes me feel like you were and you are, whether you realize it or not. And I need you to be on board. I, I want you to be part of the success here. Have that conversation. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. There's somebody that's popping in your mind as a result of this podcast. And listen, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to go through it. I'll role play it with you. Believe me, I've needed that. I've had different experiences. I will tell you, there was another example of somebody who, who was coming in constantly. I used to run these leadership book clubs. And he would come in constantly late to this leadership book club. And it used to aggravate me so much because he was one of my top or was my top leader at the time. And I remember pulling him in. I was really frustrated after one of these. And I said, you know what? I said, what you are doing is completely disrespectful. But more importantly, it's sending a message to everybody else that it's okay to come in late. And it sends a message to them that you think this is a waste of time. Now, if you do think it's a waste of time, I need you to tell me. I don't think you do, but your actions are communicating or sending that message. And and his look on his face was, wow. 
I had no idea. And I truly didn't, don't think he did have any idea. But had I not had that conversation, and he did a total about face, and he was an absolute supporter and advocate, and he was a dynamite leader and has gone on to significant success. But I don't think if I had not, have I had not had that conversation, he never would have realized it. He just didn't know. He didn't realize it. So how many of your people out there are not helping you accomplish what you're trying to help, uh, trying to accomplish, and they're maybe working against you, but they don't even know it? That's the problem. Have the conversation. Okay? So that's my to-do, putting it in your lap for you to take some action on. Again, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help you through this, talk through it, and let's uh, have a conversation about it. In the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed this. As always, like, share, subscribe. Give me your comments. Go down below, five-star review, all that kind of good stuff. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.